Welcome to this week's Sharks edition of the Fins Up podcast. I'm your host, Southo Dan, and I have an apology to make this week. Terry, my my gorgeous co-host, last week I referred to you in jest as a Chad Townsend fan. I apologise from the bottom of my heart. That was not fair and you did not deserve that, and I hope you can forgive me. Uh, look, I wasn't going to forgive you, Dan, uh, until you delivered those flowers to my doorstep today. Mate. You, you know... With the apology saying I should never call you that. You should never call anyone a Townsend fan. I agree, especially in this time, you know, where words can hurt. I um, I take it back. We're, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and you called me a fucking Townsend fan. I know, I, it was terrible and I deserve everything. And I just, I hope I can learn from this and be better as a person. And I, I'm not taking the piss out of anything serious, but this was this was bad. Yeah, I, I do accept your apology, Daniel. Thank you. Um, it's good to see you. We're doing things a little bit differently this week. We're, we're doing the Sharks podcast before we do um, the other podcast just because we, we, we want to get a, a guest host on for tomorrow. So, uh, look, I can see the rage in your eyes at the moment, Dan, so the floor's yours, mate. Mate, I'm glad we went this way because I've, I've heard rumours of who you're trying to get for tomorrow. And being a lovely guy, I don't want to carry anger. And right now I'm carrying anger because on the weekend... We made the St. George Illawarra Dragons look like not only a competent football team, but we took players that literally forgot how to play the greatest game of all and made them look like superstars. Matt Dufty, a guy who I'm, I'm not as low on as I know you are, and I, I know you want to cut me off, it's all good, you can have it in a minute, played fantastic and tore us to shreds. Uh, ben Hunt, who probably hasn't played a good game of football since Origin 2 or 3 last year, uh, played his best game in St. George Colours ever. Um, Cam McInnes destroyed our supposed superstar forwards in the middle. And James Graham, who honestly has the lateral movement of my grandmother, um, absolutely tore us apart, dominated us, made us look silly. Um, mate, I don't have a whole lot of good to say about this. So um, let's... Oh, mate, I'm not happy. And it completely ruined. I had a great Friday night. It was 12 out of 10. Uh, everything was going great. And the Sharks fucked it. And I hate their stinking black, white, and blue guts. Yeah, look, um, before before we get before I go into it as well, that was an absolute Matt Dufty revenge game on me. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> I, I laugh at him. I, th- I think he's a terrible fullback. Um we, we made him look like the best fullback in the competition. He, we made him look like prime Billy Slater. He was throwing cutout balls. He was hitting holes. He was doing everything that good fullbacks should do, and he was doing everything that he normally can't do. But we were so piss weak that we, we, let, we let him tear us to shreds. Um, Cam McInnes, as you said, he was fantastic. Um, ben Hunt, you know, he really silenced his... his his critics to a degree, because a lot of people have said that Ben Hunt's better coming off the bench, and he showed that he is fantastic coming off the bench and probably is, you know, uh, the best utility player that you can have in terms of hooker and halves cover. But I think he, should, he, he went back to the Ben Hunt that, that, you know, kicks early, kicks well, reads the play. His kicking game was absolutely on a dime. Like, he pinned us so many times. But we made Adam Clune and Corey Norman look like fucking representative halves and I don't know how that can happen it shouldn't happen uh, because Corey Norman for all his accolades has not played well for a long time 
And Adam Clune oh, is a bog average reserve grade, or fringe first grader, I should say. Let's not be harsh. Yeah, and, and you know, um, they, they were missing Tarek Sims, but they, you know, we, we let Tyrell Fuimaono, whatever his name is, we, we let him play really well. You and Aitken look good against us, which is absolutely tragic. Um, Ravalawa, who's in and out of the Dragons team, scored two tries and absolutely abused us. Um, Oh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Like we joked about it last weekend, saying why do we feel like we're going to lose? But I, I didn't expect us to lose that badly because that, that's a disgusting loss. That it really was. And honestly, one to thirteen, did we win a single battle? Um, I'm going to say the only battle that I, I think we won might have been. Toby Rudolph in the opening exchanges and Aaron Woods in the opening exchanges. And I think toward, like for mine, and I know we lost, but I think, you know, Sean Johnson uh, was the classier of anyone's halves, just his involvement on the game. But yeah, there was, yeah, like actually probably not. Probably not. The only one I can throw out there is Dugan. I thought he played particularly well. Um, yeah. But he was completely shut down in the second half. And yeah. the, the frustrating thing was, last week, Jesse Ramian ran rings around the Cowboys. So, of course, we forgot his existence this week. Touched the ball twice in the first half. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Ramian's work this week was coming out of our, our own end. But that was a lot of our work as well. Like It just it just felt like we would go patches without having the ball in, in, in the attacking territory. Then when we did get down there, we played hot potato and thought that we had to score off every try. No, sorry, off every possession. And it's it's dumb Cronulla football. We don't we don't build pressure, right? We don't try and kick the ball in the in goal area and, and you know get repeat sets because we're afraid of giving away a seven tackle set, which means we're afraid to back our defence. We don't um, like our attacking kicks are really really poor. Um, but I mean, like we saw, I saw the Dragons do it a couple of times on the fifth tackle. You know, try and hit Tyson Frizzell on an edge, but get tackled three meters out from the line. So what, what's wrong with doing that? What's wrong with not jamming a team three meters out from their line and, and making them tough it out? Because it was happening to us, and their kick chase was turning us around. And there was one kick from dummy half Ben Hunt put in. Will Kennedy was in our fucking line, thirty meters out from the try line. Yeah, it wasn't good. I, the, no, the... it was that was it was a it was a really 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 poor game. Like I um I don't understand it. I, I really don't understand it. It was it, it's gone from you know we had a really good game plan against the the Cowboys. We had an awful game plan on the weekend. I thought our rotations were bad. Um, we we left we left Rudolph off too long. We left Woods off too long. Um. You know, Fafita came back, and Fafita's opening spell was really good. He ran with a lot of grunt, and towards the end, he, you know, we got pissed off Fafita, who was pushing people over and running at small blokes and, and taking hard hit-ups. But I think that's what he is now. He's an impact player. He shouldn't be a starter anymore. But it's, it was almost criminal with the opening stint that Toby Rudolph had that he was off the field until the last 10 minutes of the game. He was their best player in the opening 20 minutes, undoubtedly. Yeah. It wasn't close. Blake Braley was probably yeah. second. Um, the difference for me, mate, was the Dragons turn up wanting to win. We turned up expecting to win. And yeah. that showed very early. I thought 
our first set was good. Um, and then I thought the Dragons owned us until that that couple of piss week tries that we scored that, you know, you shouldn't score against first grade teams. You take those away, though, and we're held almost to nil. Um, that was Will Kennedy's worst game. But yeah. everything that we said would happen happened. We dropped Kennedy. We destroyed his confidence. A ball that he would have swallowed up last week, he dropped, and his head dropped straight down. And if I see a play, young player make a mistake and three players don't run over to him, pat him on the head and get his head up, I'll fucking blow a top because every team in the NRL does it except our bunch of fucking pricks. I, yeah. I was so angry when Kennedy dropped that ball. If Wade Graham looks at one more player with that look, I know it was funny when Chad did it, but this is a 19 or 20-year-old kid with, what, four or five games under his belt? You get there, you pat him on the head, you say, don't worry, make the next one count. Kennedy's head was down all game, and he had an absolute shocker. The same happened to Harati. First touch of the ball, he scored a try. Mate, I could have scored that try. Josh Dugan put it on an absolute platter. That was our best player of the game. It's unfortunate it came so early. But again, Harati dropped the ball later on, and Dugan just looked at him. Put your arm around the kid and say, oh, well, smash him and get the ball back. I don't know what the hell's going on, but our um, attitude sucks. Yeah, and it, it, you know the same the same thing happened last week against the Cowboys when Catola made that really bad read, and Moylan sort of shot him a filthy, and then realised he was a young player who'd only had twenty games, and and went over and, and you know gave him that cuddle. But you're right, we don't do it when we drop a ball. It just seems everyone's pissed off with each other. It's like we don't have that. It's like we don't have that camaraderie. It's you know we've got seventeen blokes out on the field who want to play football, who want to get paid. But they don't want to. They don't want to do the hard work, and they don't want to pick the guys up around them. And you know, we're really lacking that. We're really lacking that big leader um, who's just gonna who's gonna make everyone feel good about themselves. Um, I think Wade Graham's an incredible player. I think he is the captain for us moving forward. But you're right. When someone makes a mistake, you can't shoot him a dirty look. Now he was. He had every right to shoot Chad and Dugan a dirty look on that that tackle for North Luma, but a fullback or a winger who have played under 10 games knocking the ball on, if he's not the first one over there, the rest of the leadership group should be there. Like Aaron Wood should be there. Sean Johnson should be there. You're right. Dugan should be there. Even Jesse Ramian, you know, he's he's got over, well, he's got about 50 games of first grade experience. He should be, you know, put your arm around him, get him up. But it, it was just, it was a bad attitude. You're right, we were a team that just, we thought we all we had to do was turn up and win that game. It, it reeked of the Bulldogs game last year. And it's come back and, and bit us on the ass. We're now, we're one and four, you know, and we're, we shouldn't be. Absolutely. Everything we said, look, I've got, I've got you know, we'll, go, we'll, we'll talk about Chad later. I'll leave him out of this for now. We said on the weekend, there's certain things you can't do. You can't start for feeder. I, I thought he started well, but I, I he's got to play off the bench. Uh, I thought Hamlin Ueli came on and changed the game. Then when we took him off again, we lost momentum. Connor Tracy cannot play nine. I don't know what it is about... Connor Tracy can't play at all. I'm so far off that guy, it's not funny. I'm I'm a big fan based on what I saw in the trials because he controlled the game. You can't see that at the moment. It's completely different. Picking the ball up and looking left and right and you don't have players demanding the ball. You could hear on Thursday night, Cherry Evans, despite the crowd noise, was yelling. Left, left, left. Now, now, now. You could hear Cherry Evans clear as day. Couldn't hear anyone from the Sharks. Tracy, 
is useless as a nine. I know he's quick and he's really good looking, all that, all that jokey stuff. Him on the bench just deprives us of time that Blake Braley can be attacking. I'm a big Connor, Connor Tracy fan, but if you're not going to start him in the halves, and at the moment I've got him about number four in the pecking order, don't play him there at all. I'm glad he's not, as we'll discuss later on this this week's. Leaving Talakai off was an absolute, just disgusting move that he has rectified this week. Um, look, Chad at seven, I've got half an hour on him. Don't get me started. Harati, you know, I've heard decent things. Jackson Ferris, I mean, come on. Let's If you're going to take a risk, chuck, chuck your, your freakish young kid in rather than a guy who didn't set the world on fire at South. And I love the Toby Rudolph into the 13, but you can't have three props across the middle with your small Braley. You have to have a mobile one in the three. I don't know who that is, but you, you just can't do it. There's so many mistakes that we pointed out. How many how many games of first grade experience coaching have you got? Zero would be right, Terry? Okay, add mine and times it by a billion games and you still got zero. And we picked these easy mistakes that John Morris, who I'm very quickly realising is not a first grade coach, can't see. I mean, what the fuck? We were copping it all week in the mentions by people that, you know, just watch the game and have a punt for fun, saying this, this, and this are obvious mistakes. One, two, three, bang, easy as. Underperforming. We've got a squad that a lot of coaches would be licking their lips to get a hold of. Like you've got a Golden Boot winner on there, you've got Origin players, you've got Australian representatives, but there's just there's no cohesion there. And we're going to talk a little bit later on in the news about John Morris, but I, I think at the moment I don't know if he's the guy to get the most out of the senior players, um, and it doesn't it doesn't look like that he's got that that buy-in from them. It looks like he's got a, a group of guys who will just turn up and play footy, but they, they're not playing footy for him, and then they're not playing footy for Cronulla. They're just playing footy for themselves. Um, I've got big question marks over Britton Nakora. I thought he was absolutely fantastic at the beginning of 2019, but he's fallen so far off a cliff at the moment. He, he only made 68 metres on the weekend. He doesn't get in and do the hard stuff. He doesn't get in and... and take the hard hit-ups coming out of our own end. He just waits for Sean Johnson to, to put the ball on a platter for him. I think he needs a spell out of the team. Um, we're at the point now where, you know, the game is is the bigger you are, the better you are. And we've got a 196-centimetre second roller chomping at the bit, trading the house down in Teague Wilton. It's going to be to a point where we've got to give him a run soon or put Talakai there. You know, a guy Absolutely. who wants to have a run. A, a guy who wants to hurt someone when he has a run. One of the things that you're seeing about this, the, the game at the moment and the way it's evolving is you need to have a big, impactful bench, whether you're going to get 20 minutes or 30 minutes out of them. And I think he's gone for that this week. He's, he's named Royce Hunt. He's named Talakai. He's named Braden Hamlin-Uelli and Toby Rudolph on the bench. Like, that's big, big, aggressive team, right? But, the, again, the balance is all wrong because we've got three props on the bench and our second rowers play 80 minutes so I, I don't get I don't get what he's what he's doing with this team um, for mine the team would make more sense if Scott Sorensen was in it going forward because he's actually a, a bit of dummy half cover if, if we do need to give Blake Braley a spell but 
I don't know. It just seems like there's too many safe options coming at the moment and not enough adaption and, and not enough risk-taking from from Morris. And the game plan on the weekend was, was terrible. And you could tell, like, we're down 24-10 and Sean Johnson just got the shits and took over the game. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to say. But I, I'm glad you brought up Nakora. I couldn't agree more. I yeah. He's fallen off a cliff. And if he's not running off the Sean Johnson pass... You take those couple of tries he scored away where he walked through a huge gap um, and and he's not on the side. And I think we need a coach that can say, oi, spend a week in reserves. I know I know, there's no New South Wales Cup this year, but figure of speech. Um, look, I, I clapped quite hard at Wade Graham on the weekend and got some, feed, some, some negative feedback by players that are saying he's been our best player all year. Um, look, that's fine, but he, he was he was ratchet on the weekend. Yeah, he, he was. I don't think he, he knows his role. He went way too. He went way too low on Ben Hart. I I don't know what. I don't think he knows what his role is. It's at a point where I would almost put him in the six and say, if you want to ball play, ball play, because he's another one that scored a try and only made like sixty meters. So our combined two second rowers made what 120, 125 between them. Name me one other side in the competition with those kind of stats with one hundred and sixty minutes of football. That's less than a meter a minute. That, I mean, I, that's that's rough. I don't I don't know that as fact. But are you kidding me? Just tuck the ball and freaking run. Someone go forward. You don't have to look and create an overlap every single time we go left. It just people have worked out that Wade Graham's going to draw two and pass to Dugan. Dugan's not quick enough, you know, to, to make those those Bronson Zeri like runs. We've we've got to change it up somehow. And I I'm sure you and I'll have lots of ideas later, but. To name a, a relatively unchanged side and put what a hundred and sixty kilo bloody prop in there and hope that he can ball play, perhaps I just I'm not not excited about what's to come. Look, I, I think you know everyone's saying now that the game's evolving back to the ball playing lock, and they're they're pointing out you know Victor Radley and and Jake Trevojevic. I think that that's the position for Wade Graham now. Yes, he needs, to, he, needs, he needs to be able to play both sides of the ruck. Um, you know, he's a, he's a phenomenal defender, but he, he did make that mistake of going way too low on Ben Hunt. I'd, 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 I'd be seriously contemplating on moving him into the 13 um, and, and then pushing Jack Williams back to the bench or pushing him out of the team. Jack Williams had a good game on the weekend, which we said you put him in that number 16 jersey and you just let him come off the bench and simplify his game and bring big impact. He made 120 odd metres and you know, very well, 115 meters off 10 runs or something. Um, not too bad. Um, but yeah, look. O- overall, it was it was a really depressing way to end uh, a good weekend watching that shit because you knew it was coming. Like you, you, you just feel it all week. The fans, we were confident. The players, you could probably tell, were confident. I think Paul Gallen actually hit the nail on the head when he was talking about when he was talking to Gus about the problems at the Sharks, was we've got too many players on Instagram, we've got too many players on Twitter, we've got too many players making podcasts. Fucking just play footy. Just train and play footy. Absolutely right. And at the moment, we're not doing it. Mate, I, know, I know people will jump on that and go, they've got to have lives outside football, which is fine. But if you're not good at the job you're getting paid for, you don't. you haven't earned that time. Like, if, if I have something to work on at work, I'll come home and I'll work on it. I won't make a stupid podcast. I know that's going to be, you know, quite ironic to say. But 
and and we've got players, important players that touch the ball more than anyone, doing three podcasts a week and these stupid yogurt vlogs. Like, okay, that's fine when you lead in the competition. You do what the fuck you want. But when you're one and four, hold on, that's my phone. If you're one and four and going into a game that we should win, that we fucked up last year, I, I'd be, I'd, I wouldn't be posting many pictures of players smiling this week at training. That's for sure. No. Um, look, it, it probably didn't help as well. And, and there's the elephant in the room that we've got to address. But Matt Moreland was ruled out the night before from hamstring tightness from training at fullback when everyone knows he's not a fullback anymore. His body cannot handle the rigorous, you know, running and constant moving and constant ball playing that he has to do as a fullback. He's not a fullback anymore. And straight away he says his hamstring's tight and he's ruled out of the game. And, you know, Moylan was one of our best players the weekend before at six. Mate, so what does he do? He goes and puts him at, at fullback. And, hot, and we don't have him for the game. Hot take, if he's named at six on the weekend, he plays that game. We win. Yeah, if he's named at six, we win that game as well. Yep, absolutely. It just changes everything. Everything we built up the week before was completely yep. destroyed. Now, look, i got some stats for you here, Terry. This is Chad Townsend's game on the weekend. Zero try assists. Zero line break assists. Zero line breaks. Evidently, he made 120 metres. That must have been sideways because he wasn't running forward. I know he took a couple of hit-ups, and I know he threw that one ball that went to Dugan that Dugan created space with, and I thought, okay, if we hit some crow here, I'll, I'll cop that. From then, my dad messaged me later in the game, and he said, is Chad even on the field? And I had to legitimately look it up because I didn't know. And I thought, if I missed him being hooked, I've missed a huge opportunity here for some love on Twitter. He was just... He wasn't terrible, but he just was fucking Chad Townsend. He was nothing. He was a, just stopped everything that was good from the week before. Look, he, he wasn't bad, and it wasn't his worst game. And he actually started really well. That ball that he gave to Dugan was was absolutely spectacular. But from there, his decision... And I, and I thought, I thought that's the first time in a long time that Chad Townsend has made a really, really good decision in our attack. And I almost wanted Dugan to score that because I felt that Chad Chad's not going to get a try assist for that, but that ball... That try came from Chad Townsend, so I'll give him I'll give him the credit there where it's due. But from there, it was just series of poor, you know, poor decision after poor decision. He, he ran across the field and, and created an overlap, and he actually could have given the ball to Sean Johnson. Now, whether Johnson would have done anything with it or not, but Johnson would have Johnson was already on the outside of his man. Instead, Chad Chad took the run. He made an extra five meters. I get that, but it was the wrong decision. Then there was a, a kick in the second half where. Uh, he, you know, the ball went to him, and it looked like he was going to put a kick across field to Katoa and Ramian. And he turned around and he kicked the ball to Ravalawa. Now, the chasers on the left-hand side were offside, so they couldn't chase through, and Ravalawa had an easy kick. And I know he put the bomb before down that Johnson put up, and, and we got a dropout out of it, but I, I, that, that, that kick was just the wrong kick. He, he didn't... He, he, his kicking game was, you know, not good. Um... You know, Johnson put put some booming kicks downfield, and yes, they found Dufty on the full, but, you know, Dufty's quick enough to cover a lot of that, but the, the kicks the kicks went down down the field and, and, and got us out of trouble a lot of times, but I just, I didn't understand the kicks from Chad, I didn't understand the kicks from Wade, you know, Johnson put in a, a great kick that forced a, a line dropout 
we nearly scored a try off the, the, the simultaneous touch. I felt Katoa was a little bit unlucky, but he definitely did get there second. But that was the only time Johnson tried that kick. Uh, he, he didn't go back to it, and that's what I mean about us building pressure. We don't build pressure, and in the end, we're just putting too much pressure on ourselves. Whereas I think the week before, we, we, we capitalised. We kept making... We, we kept the pressure up. We put the attacking kicks in. And as we said, it took it, it took 65 minutes for Sean Johnson to just turn around and go, fuck this, I need to steer this team around. We need that 15 minutes. We need that final 15 minutes from Sean Johnson every single week. I don't care who his house partner is. I don't care whether it's Moylan, whether it's Trindle, Tracy or Townsend. We need that 15 minutes from Johnson. We need that, that fire in his belly to turn around and go, fuck it, something's got to happen. I thought he was pretty unlucky on his try as well. Speaking of Sean, he, you know, Kennedy caught it on the inside shoulder, but Hunt had already committed to to the tackle. Um, yeah, uh, from there we capitulated. You know, we're up ten six, could have gone to sixteen six. Instead, they went down the other end and scored. So, yeah, it was just we saw it coming. And the worst part about it is when you see it coming and you know what's going to happen, it hurts fucking way more. It does. I have never seen a halves combination attempt to kick to the winger and hit the fullback on the chest underneath the post more in my life. There were times where both of them looked to kick across field and I thought, okay, Harati's a big bloke and he's quick and he looks athletic, you know. I know he didn't have the best game, but, you know, bagging a winger isn't really... It's not not game-changing. We kept kicking to Duffy, who caught the ball unchallenged underneath the post. Either these guys are not making decisions and changing at mid-kick and it's throwing... Or they're that freaking bad. Our defence on our line was disgusting. The try Ben Hunt scored was fucking deplorable. And you compare that to the week before against the Cowboys. Our, our goal line defence was nothing short of stunning. It's all about attitude. We 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 went up to North Queensland. We had the you know the COVID scare beforehand with the temperatures. We got told we couldn't win, and they went there with a fuck you attitude. We turned up to Campbelltown. We rocked up with our bloody headphones on, all having a good big old laugh, and oh, I can't wait to get on the podcast and talk about yogurt. And we didn't fucking put in. There was probably what fifteen minutes there where we were competitive with the worst side in rugby league right now. I know, I know that's the Titans after this weekend, but St George hadn't scored a point for what two games and oh. A try for two games and a half, and we gave them six. Or oh, it might have been five. five. I can't remember. But like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Who are these guys? There's, there's, they, they scored. They scored the early try to Duffy, which got taken away from them. And as we kicked for touch, the stat came up that it had been 180 minutes since the Dragons scored a try. And from there, we let them score five tries. Now. Bear in mind, two of those tries, one was Ben Hunt running from seven metres out from dummy half. It's not as if he just borrowed from, from dummy half and caught us by surprise. He picked the ball up seven metres out from the line, ran across field, dummy, got hit low, and Will Kennedy really didn't help Wade Graham there at all. And then another try we can see that is Ben Hunt picks the ball up and throws the ball to Cam, Cam McInnes, who out-muscles Andrew Fafita to score a try. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Like, yep. I just... I mate, I was so frustrated. I, I knew this was coming. Like, yeah. and we didn't even have the late game to make it feel better and distract ourselves. The only saving grace was that Twitter is starting to finally realise what has been said from day one: that certain players in our team should never, ever, ever be there again. And they've been mm-hmm. named again this weekend. But at least people are starting to fucking realise. 
and, and before we move on to the uh, the next segment, there's a big shout out to our boy Special K, who's putting on a massive proper, uh, massive uh, Chad Townsend anti-propaganda to Buzz Rothfield. Uh, even even old Buzzy's starting to mention it now, and he, he's normally one of uh, he, he's normally on the Townsend bandwagon, but. Um, you know, even Buzz turned on him this week, so it's getting out there. Look, it's good to see. I, I, I'm going to go before we move on. I'll go back to the halves. I don't think they were. The, I don't think they were the problem on the weekend. We definitely didn't lose the game because of Chad Townsend or Sean Johnson. We we definitely lost the game because of attitude. But the halves, those two boys together, are a are, are a problem. Now we've we've seen that Townsend and Moylan got us to a prelim, and we saw last weekend. Moylan and Johnson combined really well. Now, there's a common denominator in that, and that is Matt Moylan. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, we have to find the the halves. We, we need to we need to put him in the six, and it's between Johnson and Townsend that need to to battle it out for that seven jersey. I would prefer it not to be Chad Townsend, but if John Morris turns around and says, "Okay, we, we're gonna we're gonna get Johnson out of the team for a little while," so be it. But those two can't play in the halves for much longer. I'm not even optimistic this weekend against the Bulldogs, and, and you, our good friend Rich Ossington and Paul, are in a, a DM where Richie made an outlandish comment about the Dogs this morning, and I brought up all their stats about how they are absolutely awful. But I'm still not confident going into the game this weekend. No, absolutely not. They 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 were just they're, they're in better form than the Dragons were coming into their game this week. Before we go on to the next mate, I've got I've got a poll result here. Now I put it to the the, the Twitter army and and Facebook. Um, we need a name for Chad Townsend moving forward. Now we the two the two that we we've had are the handbrake and the legoed head fuck. Now Chad Townsend's call a haircut on the weekend was just it was too easy. I just I couldn't believe that was a thing. But the Twitter results have us at 70%. And there was 10,000 votes on this. Lego head, fuck, 70%. We have a winner. He's, he's not doing himself any favours. He's got to know that he's one of the most hated people on the planet. <laughs> He comes he comes out with that. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was taking the piss. And if that's a shout out to me, Chad, you haven't won me over, fuck you. Now <laughs> I have to I have to call someone out here. Look, I, he may or may not be listening, I don't care. Mario made a joke the other day about saying how I bagged Chad Townsend, but if he came on the podcast, I'd suck his dick. Look, First of all, I would never invite someone on the podcast to attack them. That That's not funny. That's not the way we operate. But if Chad was to come on and agree to the line of questioning, I would put it to him that he's the worst player to ever fucking grace a football field in the history of the world. So, Mario, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, yeah a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people on Sharks Forever always turn around and say, would, would you be this smug to Townsend if he was on our podcast? I wouldn't invite someone on the podcast, one, that I didn't like, and two, that I've got no time for. But if he was on here, he'd be getting the same line of questioning that we're throwing at him now. Absolutely. Like, I, we wouldn't be rude. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to fluff up a guy who now has one try assist in 11 games. Absolutely I'm not right. So, no, when, I don't when, expect when to I see him on. I'm with him in the team, and he hasn't contributed to a try apart from that ball to Dugan. Like, that's... That's where it stands. Says it all, mate. And uh, look, I, I I wouldn't be expecting him on any time soon. Put it that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd be a brave person to come on here. <laughs> he would, uh, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? 
Now, uh, moving forward to some news. Sorry, my keys. I've got to turn my car on because I need to charge my phone. That's um, all right. I'm still in the car park for anyone who wants to know. Because uh, I still do not have the internet. But, Dan, we've signed some players this week. We announced the signing of uh, Bryson Goodwin for one year for the remainder of the year. And Nate McDonald, two signings I'm okay with. Mate, I like them both. Now, there was a humongous overblown... You know the Facebook. I've got. I've got to stop going on the Facebook group. Oh yeah. Saying that Bryson Goodwin is this and that and blah blah blah. He's a guy that's costing us two fifths of fuck all to employ. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. I met him numerous times. He's a calm head. I know you'll probably think of something he's done that I'm forgetting. He's an experienced player who can fill a couple of roles across the back, and he's the sort of guy that you can put a guy with Ronaldo next to and say, just watch how this guy. You know, he was once a good footballer. Certainly not the worst player, and if he played this weekend, I don't think I'd be too disappointed by that. But in terms of the signing that he is, he's perfect. And I think Nano McDonald, he comes to us with a bit of a history, I know. But the guy is a giant. He's as quick as all get out, and he's powerful. Like, don't think you can turn down a monster winger, possibly center, of that size who wants to play for you for, again, not a whole lot of money. I like it. I think they're both smart signings. Uh, for mine, Bryson Goodwin is a very, very smart signing for this year. If we sign him, if we extend him into 2021, then it becomes a bit of a dud signing. I think he's a very good signing because he fits the bill that Josh Morris had for us, which is a very, very experienced back. We don't have many. We don't have any old heads in the back. Like the oldest back that we have is Josh Dugan, who turns 30 this year. Outside of that, you've got. Ronaldo Molotalo, who's 20, Will Kennedy, who's 22, Jesse Ramian, who's 23, Jackson Ferris, who's 21, Sione Katoa, who's 24, Hirodi, who's 22. So Goodwin comes in with that good experience that we have. Um, if he finds himself in the team a lot, it probably says more than it should, but I like it. I think we just need to have that, that experienced head just guiding the players. To, he's, a, he's a tremendous defender. He's not real quick, so I think he's more centre than winger. Um, but, you know, if, if we've got to put him in for a game here or there, he'll do a job. Um, if we if we decide that we've got to go with him for the rest of the season, then so be it. He'd definitely do a job for us there, and he wouldn't let us down. Um, there's worse players you could sign. There, there definitely is, and I, I think... You know, Souths have already paid the majority of his contract. He's getting paid with us until the end of October. Um, fingers crossed he either goes back to Super League or retires because I don't want him on the roster for 2021. I'm happy for 2020. In terms of Nene McDonald, though, he's, he's exactly the kind of player that we need. Once he's fit, he said, he said himself he's about three or four weeks away from playing. Once he's fit and Ronaldo's fit, we have two wingers who are big, Powerful, strong, fast, good under the high ball. Get our get our sets off to a good start. Um, yeah, I, I like both of them. Um, the other tip that you and I got is that um, we're now sitting at thirty players, but we're expecting Bronson Zeri to be stood down any day now, which will mean that we can open up for a middle forward. Um, the name that had been thrown around was Matt Eisenhuth from the Tigers, but we're looking in a different direction. I have heard we are looking at some players in the Super League, and we're also, I don't have a name, but we're also looking at someone from the Raiders who's not getting in as well. 
I think they, the Super League at the moment is a very, very good option because they're, they're not looking like they're going to return anytime soon, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of players think, looking... Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, it'd be smart to just go and get Matt Pryor back for a year. Oh, honestly, <laughs> just we, we miss Pryor and Gallon so much, not in terms of workload, but in terms of like presence. I, I would be looking to the Super League, absolutely, and say, look, you come over cheap this year, we'll pay you half a year, and then next year we'll yeah. bump you up when Bronson's money becomes available. So... I um uh, even still if, there, if there's just a forward over there because as you said I don't think the Super League is going to come back anytime soon even though even though the Premier League's back this weekend I, I don't think that rugby is going to be a priority for them in terms of Union or League um so even if it was just a play you turn around and say okay come over here because a lot of a lot of the um Super League players took a fifty percent pay cut which is one of the reasons why Luke Thompson fell out with. St Helens because he refused to take the pay cut. Um, but if you can get, if, if there's a forward over there who just wants one year or the remainder of the year, just come out, play some footy, and then go back over to their club. So be it. Go for it. See what you can do because I think that's what West are trying to do with Aiden Caesar for this year. Man, smart. Hide guns. Bring them over. It's a strange world. Yeah. You got to. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, as as we said last week, Jason Bakuya has uh, well, we said last week on the podcast an exclusive that Bakuya had retired. He has now announced his retirement. Um, his position has gone to one of Mayne McDonald or Bryson Gooden, and the other one was just a vacancy we had. We're now at thirty players, so once Zeri's gone, we will open up um, a spot for a middle forward. Um, let's talk about the big news, though. It seems that Coach John Morris is. Fastly losing uh, faith with the powers that be. Um, so the info that you and I got, Dan, is that they don't want him completely gone from the club. They want him. The one thing that Morris is really good is he's identifying junior talent and creating that pathways program that we had. And he was the one responsible for bringing players like Trindle from the Storm, uh, developing Kyle Flanagan. Uh, developing Bronson Zeri, developing Jackson Ferris, Sione Cattell, Will Kennedy. Um, and we've got some really good young props um, coming through our ranks as well. And then you've got obviously got Teague Wilton, Ronaldo re-signed because of him. So he is favoured at the club, but there's a lot of people who don't think that he's the person to lead us forward. And I'm starting to agree with them as well. The only, my only problem is the names that are being tossed up to replace him. So we've had uh, Eddie Jones, the the English Rugby Union uh, coach. I think that's the longest left field blow that you could uh, you could draw. Oh, sorry, the longest left field bow you could draw because it cost us a million dollars to get him on board, and then you've got to pay for his assistant coaches. You've got to pay out Sandercock as well because he'd be gone. Um, Sean Wayne, the old Wigan coach, um, has been mentioned. Tim Sheens has been mentioned, and I do believe that Paul Green's name has now been thrown out in the ring as well. So um, the other the other half of that is a lot of people want uh, a lot of the the board are pushing for Shane Flanagan to to come back as well. Uh, in terms of those names, Paul Green's the only one that stands out. Look, he won a premiership, but he also had Jonathan Thurston. So I mean, you took Thurston away, and he, he hasn't done a whole lot. Um, I mean, no, I know he took and, them. And they're, they're decline, like, I know they had that golden run in 2017 off the back of some Michael Morgan and Tormalolo brilliance, but they're, um, they've declined really hard and they've got a really average side. Um, 
yeah, it, it's a no for me. On on, oh, I know you can't really be too picky on, you know, the the coaches that you can get, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a no for me on 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 Paul Green. I'm not interested in Sean Wayne at all. I think Tim Sheens is, you know, like Wayne Bennett, he's just getting around on reputation at the moment. I don't want Shane Flanagan back either, um, just because of what he's done. But nostalgia and, and sentiment says yes, I'd, I'd welcome him back with open arms. But I think I think Flanagan did way too much damage. Uh, I also think it'd be one of the cases as well that if we got Flanagan back, the NRL would definitely do us no favors. Well, absolutely. If we fuck anything up, we're going down. The only the only thing that would make me want to bring Flanagan back is if he brought his son with him. I'd, I'd take I'd take that. Uh, look, the only person, and I haven't given this much thought, that I would consider is Jeff Tuvey, only because I felt like he had Manly going in the right direction with zero resources, and I feel like they completely screwed him over. I'd, yeah. Again, I wouldn't be jumping. I wouldn't be paying him big dollars. But if I had to appoint a coach tonight, it's Jeff Tuvey. Yeah, and you, the, the worst part about it is, is like if we were to sack John Morris, you're going to have a look... It's going to be someone like Cameron Serraldo, who, again, is an untried coach who went against John Morris, um, and, and we felt that he wasn't good enough for the job, or someone like Trent Barrett, or, you know, you know it, it's going to be, it's just going to be that same position again. We, if anything, if the club is hell-bent on bringing Sheriff Flanagan back, which a big portion of it is, you've really got to go to the NRL and say, what are the chances of him coming back in 2021? And what are the chances of you allowing us to let him coach us again? Well, I honestly think, though, if, if we were to bring him back, it's a big middle finger to the NRL and they would be looking at any reason to move us on. Um, Todd Greenberg protected us really well. He, he's, he, he kept a shell over us. And as much as we fucked up under his regime, he, he kept a nice little bubble over Cronulla. He was like, don't worry about the Sharks, don't worry about it. And they'll sort themselves out. I think now that he's gone, if we were to continue to stick our finger up at the NRL, they wouldn't do us any favours. Yeah, I agree. It's, look, I, I don't... If Morris was to step aside tonight, I'm not I'm not crying any tears. But no. in, when you come down and think about it, there's not a whole lot of options there. Look, I would, I would quite like Serrato. I love what he did at Penrith. He he was shafted hard, but um again he's gonna have to build his own. He's gonna come in. He's gonna say name the same side Morris is, and we're gonna go. This year's a write off. Like let, let's be honest. Unless we win the next six games, and we got Manly after the Bulldogs. Like we haven't beaten them since the turn of the century. So let's, yeah, let's just let's just get through. It was it was so it's so depressing as well because I was so optimistic about this year. Take the first two rounds aside. You know, we, we lost to Melbourne and we lost to South by six points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after the coronavirus came and, and we got we got kissed on the dick with the draw. And our next four games were against the Tigers, the Cowboys, the Dragons and the Dogs. We should be four and six. We were a forward pass and the Chad Townsend brain snap away from potentially being six and six. And we're, we're one and four and, I, and I'm not confident against the Dogs at all. Um Look, if, if John Morris was to step aside, I guess the only name that really interests me is Eddie Jones because it would just be fucking fun. It would be like, fun, that's for sure. It, it, it would be. Look, he, he's, he's had pretty good results everywhere he went. Like, he, you know, he got the ACT Brumpies to a couple of finals. He got Australia to a World Cup final with Johnny Wilkinson, actually broke everyone's heart. Sydney, 
He just got England to a, a World Cup final now. So the bloke can coach rugby union. I don't know how he'd go in rugby. I think the fucking hell would be fun. That's it. What what the boys say? They they take Alan Jones at the moment. Like, okay, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, the, the other thing as well, you know, obviously you'd get linked with union players straight away, which would be fun. It would probably take about five minutes for us to get linked with Quade Cooper. There's that, that bloke who's playing for the Auckland Blues. He wants to come over and play rugby league. We'd probably get linked to him as well. There's the, a winger from the England Rugby Union team, I forget his name, who's absolutely massive. But, you know, if we had signed him, we probably could have got Ben Teo as well. Yeah, there you go. Bring, bring him all <laughs> back, mate. Let's just play rugby. Who cares? Change the game. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what we do with the coaching situation going forward. I, I, I didn't think that John Morris would be on thin ice this year because obviously we've got a really, really talented roster and, and we, you know, we should be reforming where we are. But I, 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 I'm slowly starting to feel that rope tightening around his neck and it pains me to say it because I love John Morris. I, you know, he's, he's one of my favourite players and he's... He, bang average as a player and he's turned out to be bang average as a coach as well he could be a lot better if he would just make the tough decisions but he's showing to be a coach that won't make those tough decisions he he, he won't like he's blooded a lot of rookies but he won't give the other rookies that that need a chance a chance into the game he's taking the safe option way too much he needs to just go fuck it make the team younger get some get some players up there as you said this year's a write-off so what, what's the harm in blood giving you know, give Trindle a game this weekend against the Dogs mm-hmm. because the Dogs aren't that good. Give Nakora a rest and put Teague Wilton on the, on, in the back row to, or at least put Teague Wilton on the bench to see what he can do. I like the fact that he brought Royce Hunt in because after this weekend, no one will call for Royce Hunt again because he's really bad. Um, <laughs> that's, that's so positive. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about the lineup now. I've got it in front of me. So we've named Will Kennedy at fullback, Sione Katoa and... Mawini Hirodi on the wings, Josh Dugan and Ramin in the centres, Sean Johnson and Chad are the halves, Fafida, Braley and Woods are the front row, Nakora, Wade and Williams is the back row, and on the bench we've got Toby Rudolph, Braden Hamlin, Ueli, uh, Sasaifa, Talakai and Royce Hunt, uh, Scott Sorensen is the 18th man, Connor Tracy is the 19th man, Bryson Goodwin is the 20th man, and Matt Moylan is in number 21. I would be very surprised if there are no late shuffles. One of the Changes I'm expecting to happen uh, will be Josh Dugan to fullback and Bryson Goodwin into the centres. Um, I think Toby Rudolph will start, which will then mean our bench will be Williams, Hamill Newelli, Talakai and Hunt. I don't know where he's going with that bench. It is all impact, but it's probably the wrong impact. Um, if people are complaining about Andrew Fafida and Aaron Woods' lateral movement, get your fucking tweets ready because Royce Hunt is awful. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I, look, I, I, you took the words out of my mouth. Um, I, 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 hold up, before you go on, I'll tell you what's going to be fucking fun as well. If we can get Fafina and Hunt out there together, Twitter will go into a fucking meltdown. <laughs> I've got two that on the, my list too. <laughs> two of the laziest pieces of shit trying to defend the middle. My God. That's fantastic. Uh, mate, mate, take the microphone off me, Daniel. Mate, uh, look, Kennedy's not playing fullback this week. Um, it'll be Dugan or it'll be Moylan. Um, with Goodwin coming in either way, I reckon. Um, I was expecting Fafida to be named on the bench. Um, I would pull a smoky and I would start Royce Hunt and I'd give him 10 minutes and then I'd pull him off and sit him because um, he's going to fucking need it. Uh, this guy is a monster. And if people haven't seen it, this is, is going to be fun. 
this is going to be a well, lot of fun. If, if you're going to give Royce Hunt the opening 10 minutes of an NRL game, he won't recover until round 15. <laughs> That's it, mate. I'm in, I'm in for the lulls. I want... You, you kick off to him, and by the time he gets to the line, he's fucked. Like, this is going to be... This is going to be... Good. I'm so excited about this. I hope they don't pull him late. Uh, Sorensen's really hard done by, but for the purpose of my enjoyment, Royce Hunt is the best in we've ever had. I can't wait, Terry. Uh, one of the ins, like one of the changes that I hope we make is Toby Rudolph to lock and Williams drops out of the team and Sorensen on the bench because it gives us that forward cover, but Sorensen's also played a bit of dummy half as well. But fuck me, looking at that team, at one point, in the game, we're going to have Royce Hunt and Jack Williams on the field together with, with either Fafita or Aaron Woods, and we're going to have no lateral defense. <laughs> you can go sideways. Oh, like, God. <laughs> we're going to have... Absolute, I, don't, I just don't get the makeup of this bench. Like, if, if we do run out 1-17, to 17, you've got three props and, and uh, a second rower who was used as a prop in his only game for us. Like... Uh, you've got four props for three middle positions. And, yeah, I, unless Kawakai's in there to give him the core or a kick up the arm, I don't get the bench. I honestly don't get it. <laughs> this, this is going to be great. This is going to be the most one-out, boring fucking game plan of all time. This is an origin bench, mate. I love it. I, um, I'm, it's not going to happen, but my hope is that Wade Graham plays in the halves this week and they hook Chad or Johnson, whoever's playing shit. And you, you've got you got the backs uh, the forwards to back it up. I can't see that happening in any way, shape, or form. But I just think it'd be neat. Yeah, look, if there is an in, if there is an injury or or uh, like if there's an injury in the halves, obviously Wade's going to go there, and then you've got Talakai in the second row. If Blake Braley needs a spell, though, what are we are we going to put Townsend at hooker and Wade's going to go into the halves, or is Wade going to go to hooker? I don't get it. That's why I think. Either Sorensen or Tracy, even even though Tracy's bad, but put Trindle on the bench. Trindle played hooker for the Newtown Jets. He did. He didn't play overly well. I was really annoyed by that. Um, I he can't, he, he can't play any worse than Connor Tracy. Has. No, look, he can't. He fucking can't. Mate, Connor should have had four forward passes, and I was by that stage. I wasn't even watching that. One, one, one of them, like honestly, one of his passes that he threw. Tom Brady would have applauded if it was that forward. <laughs> it's still going it forward a, it now. It was a fucking penalty. It was so it was bad. That, it was that obviously forward. It was a fucking penalty. I, I started trying to defend Connor, but by the end I was just ignoring tweets because I just I didn't have it in me. When he threw his fourth forward pass, I, I, I had to go back to Gaz. I had to go back to that conversation that we had about Connor's forward pass to, to Josh Morris. Like, <laughs> he, the bloke can't pass. He can't play halfback for us because he can't pass. It's... Um, with Braley though, if he if he needs a spell, he shouldn't be playing first grade. You got you got to play eighty. Uh, Blake Braley, if he needs a spell now, this yeah. far into his career, he can't play first grade. You play well, someone he, else at nine. He played he played he's, he's played eighty minutes before. Like there was a game last year. I think it might have even been against Newcastle. Oh, it was, no, it was the Titans. It was the it was the Titans game. Blake uh, Jaden got knocked out in the fourth minute of the game, and Blake played seventy six, and he played it really well. He's played big minutes this weekend. And when we needed a roll on and we need, like, Braley took a nice run um, up the middle and made, like, nearly 20 metres. And then the next minute, Connor Tracy's in at dummy half. It, the rotation was just so bad on the weekend. And it's going to get worse because that bench makes no sense. Um, for the dogs, though, they line up this way. Will Hopwhite is a fullback. Christian Crichton's on the wing with 
Avarillo, who has divided dogs' opinions. They're calling him the next most Sumbai because he's played in the halves, wing, centre and fullback. Um, Remus Smith is back in the team. DWZ is in the centres. I don't like that move for DWZ. He's a winger. Uh, Foran and Lewis, uh, the halves. Renoff Tamunga, Dylan Napa and Jeremy Marshall. Kings the front row. Jackson, Raymond Vitala, Mariner and El- uh, Adam Elliott is the back row. Uh, Karen Holland is on the bench for them in a really weird move. Uh, Britt Suasisu and Opigeni Ogden is the bench. That is a shit team. We should... We should have no problem dusting that off, and I don't know why I'm not confident, but that is a really bad team. It's a shit team, but it's probably a slightly better than the team that we absolutely bottled last year in the game, like the worst game that we played all year last year. I, I am going to try and not tweet the second half this week. I'm going to put my phone across the... Because I have a real bad habit at the moment of hurling my phone in frustration. I'm going to leave it across on my bench, and I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to enjoy the game. I I just I'm not confident either, mate. I we should win. That team is is disgustingly bad. It's not up to first grade standard. But there's too many players like Remus Smith and Lewis that beat the shit out of us last year and I'm worried that it's gonna happen again. Yeah, and, and like last year we turned Kieran Foran into prime Kieran Foran and Foran's actually playing some good footy at the moment, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm going to see my mum this weekend. Um, she lives up in Cowra, so it's a nice six-hour drive. And, you know, we're, we're thinking about leaving at, like, one o'clock in the afternoon and getting to Penrith at five o'clock and then, and, you know, having a rest and watching the game with my niece. But I don't even think I want to watch it. Like, that's how, that's how depressing this football team is at the moment. Like, I don't want to watch them. Can't disagree. I said last week that there, or two weeks ago, that it's the worst eighty minutes of my week. I love them, yeah. but I hate them twice as much. Like the only thing that's going to rope me in at the moment is this bench. Yeah, oh, it's, mate, you want entertainment? This is going to be entertaining. Like, 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 put it this way, right? We've got, we've got three. Well, I mean, we've got four guys who are just who just want to kill people when they have a run. Like Rudolph loves nothing more than running at people. Hamlin Ueli loves running at people. Talakai loves fucking hurting people. And Royce Hunt is a big, scary, imposing... Like, he has got Hulk-like biceps on him. He's, when, when we were doing the, the pre-season photos, his polo shirt didn't fit him. Yeah, it was disgustingly big. He, he is... Yeah, he is. He's disgustingly big. Like, he's cut from granite. The bloke is huge. He's got my fitness. Like, <laughs> and, and, and I've, actually, I've actually searched Sharks fans' names with Royce Hunt. And, or Hunt on Twitter, and many heaps of people are saying, "Oh, Hunt should be on our bench." You know, he's, he's big, he's imposing. I can't wait for your tweets at eight thirty on Friday. Go fucking hell, Royce Hunt is is shocking. And and look, fingers crossed, the bloke absolutely has a ripping game, rips into everyone. But there's not much to him. He's very one dimensional. He's got no footwork. He doesn't have an offload. He's lazy, but he will run hard. He'll give you five or six good hit ups, and then after that, his hit ups start getting really average. That's true. But I'll um, mate, I'll take the five or six hit ups. Sign me up. We might as well have fun. Like this, this has been a very frustrating couple of weeks, yeah. and I'm looking Look, forward this, to having a laugh. This team would make more sense to me if Rudolph was the lock and Sorensen was on the bench. Or Rudolph was at lock and Tracy was on the bench, or even Magoulis. Yeah, I'm, I'm really off him at the moment. But you know, if you're going to put that much aggression on the bench, you need to have a little bit of utility on there. 
Uh, I like the fact that it means we're confident Blake Braley's going to go 80 minutes or that Chad Townsend's potentially going to move into hooker. Um, I'm, I'm going to tip us to win with no confidence and I'm not going to be surprised if we lose by, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we lost the same as we did last year. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those frustrating games that we're either going to win late and next week we'll be going, fuck, that was terrible, or we're going to lose and we'll be saying, fuck, that's terrible. So, yeah, not a whole lot of positivity tonight. The, the one key to beating the Bulldogs is holding the ball. That's you know, it. Last, last year when we played them, we, we only completed at 69%, right? So you're not going to win any football game with that. But if you can hold the ball against the Bulldogs because they are not that good and you can control the field position because they are not that good, you win the game. But we're going to drop the ball. We're going to give stupid penalties away. We're going to give we're going to give a fucking shitload of six agains because we're so lazy. I reckon, I reckon the opposition play the ball speed is going to be at about five seconds because we're just laying on them. <laughs> it's gonna, um, this is going to be great. It's going to break records this week. I'm excited now. Fuck it. I don't want to tweet about the game, but, I mean, yeah, I just don't... Like, the, the positivity that, that I had about us in the preseason and, and the restart of the season is, is really going out of me at the moment. Um, but fuck it. I mean, that, if anything, the bench has been slightly wanting to, to see more or, or see a bit of this game, so... Let's leave it there, Dan. Um, I'll catch you tomorrow night with our guest. Uh, yeah, have a good one. <laughs> Thank you, mate. You too. Let's uh, let's 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 hope and pray. <laughs> <laughs>